What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Super Flack Podcast. This is now episode nine. It's going by way too quick, yeah. man. Almost reaching the ten episode mark. Yes. Yeah. And as always, host Damian Leva, Anthony Stevens. Yeah, and uh, today we're kind of go just going with our uh, kind of how we did the last podcast, more of a just conversation video, basically, just going off on stuff. Whatever, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Be pretty much just free roaming around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably touch on a few different things, but yeah. for the most part, there's one thing that no matter what we talk about now, it's pretty much at the forefront of our brains. So, <laughs> yeah. I we can't get enough Batman. No. And all these pictures, set photos, now the Batman, uh, Batmobile picture, that just like doesn't help. Yeah. Like just making me think more. Tease after tease after tease. Like, I really wish that I could just, like, peek into Matt Reeves' mind. Or, like, just be a fly on the wall yeah. during any of this filming. Or see, like, a completely bare-bones cut of the movie right now. Yes. Yeah. I want to see anything. Oh. <laughs> I really want to see a picture of Robert Pattinson. Like, a full, like, HD mm -hmm. photo of him in the suit. In the suit, yes. Yeah. Because you, you kind of saw... A little bit of a glimpse of it in the Batmobile mm -hmm. picture, but I want to see like a full like HD picture, which I think we'll get soon. Yes, I and think in the next month or so. I'm genuinely curious to see whether or not that's the only suit in the movie too. Right. Because a first off, we'll jump right off on this because I know you've been playing the Arkham games. Yeah. Um. Do you notice how in Every one of those games, the further you go in the story, the suit just starts to fall apart. Yeah, because now I'm on I'm on the Poison Ivy mm -hmm. level, and there's rips in the suit now. And yeah, you're playing Asylum currently. Yeah, Asylum. Yeah. Um, every game, dude, the suit just keeps getting shredded and yeah. shredded, and like, it looks dope. But I think that because it's a, it looks homemade. It looks DIY. There needs to be some sort of development. Yeah, I almost think that the suit that we're seeing, that might be like the second suit in the movie. I'm thinking mm -hmm. like they could even like do what Iron Man did in the first movie, how he had the original suit like mm -hmm. in the comics, how he made it in that cave. It might might be something like that first, mm -hmm. and then the suit we're seeing is like the second suit or something. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the way I was thinking. Because do you remember uh, Batman Begins? Yeah, he had like he was just wearing like a ski cap at one yeah. point, yeah. and just kind of jumping from like rail to rail yeah. to try to figure out how to do stuff yeah and I could see them going almost like that bare bones to start where he's okay. literally just in like a ski mask and some homemade armor yeah and then realizing okay this needs to I need to find a way to like better mm -hmm. conceal my identity yeah and like along with that I want like I've been saying like in the last video and now like I want like scenes to where you can really like get into like the psyche Mm -hmm. The mental, like, what he's actually going through. And I want to see, like, you've seen Nightcrawler, right? No. You haven't seen Nightcrawler? <laughs> I wish. Oh, okay. Oh, I love Jake Gyllenhaal, so that's the... Well, you've seen the trailer, at least, where yeah. where um, he, like, slams the mirror, mm -hmm. and he's screaming. That's, like, moments when he's alone by himself, and he's kind of going crazy. I want scenes like that. Okay. No, I, I could definitely dig a Batman, like, especially a Batman who's alone, who doesn't have a Robin yet. Yeah. He doesn't have, like, a filter where, like... While he may have a no-killing rule, you feel like he could snap at any moment because he doesn't have anything holding him back. Like, what if what if he doesn't have that rule, like, at first? That'd be interesting. I feel like that's people will be turned off, for sure. I feel like that's a rule Batman needs to have. Yeah. Just because 
he's a kid who had to watch that. And if right. any of his villains were to have kids, I feel like he'd feel like he was ripping the same thing away. Yeah, like, maybe, like, if that rumor is true where that's the gun that killed his parents on his chest piece, mm -hmm. like, when he's about to kill somebody, maybe that, like... Which I am so that. curious. How in the hell did that rumor start? Because, like... I'd be happy with it. Wasn't that like in a comic? Like yeah. Kevin Smith comic? Like yeah, it was in the Detective Comics 1000. So it did, was he make, recent. did he make that up then? Like he, yeah. he developed that? That was so, all yeah. Kevin Smith. Huh. So um, I wonder why he did that. Because I never read it. I, I've never read it, but I know it was Detective Comics 1000 released last year because it was like oh. the big 1000th issue. Fairly new. Um, and, and like a bunch of different artists and authors got to put like a short story together for the Detective Comics 1000, okay. and that was Kevin Smith and Jim Lee, I believe. Okay. Um, I'm just curious how someone just picked that up and was like, hey, we're gonna run with that for the movie. For yeah. It, it, especially when Matt Reeves didn't say anything, it was just like, oh, there's this thing on his chest that looks like... Look at this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, okay, it's made... Like, and he's probably enjoying all the, like, theories and all that stuff. Well, and honestly, he's probably going back and rewriting a couple things because of all the theories. Probably, I would. It gives you I, so many good ideas. Yeah, it does. It, like, I would never in a million, like, I'm not as creative. I didn't make three Planet of the Apes movies <laughs> that were super well received. Yeah. And Cloverfield. Yeah. Like, he, him and people like him the James Wans of this world, the Lee Winnells, the... The newer age directors. Yes. They have something artistically that I can't fathom. <laughs> um, I would love to have a swing at it one day. Yeah. Direct my own movie. Act in a movie, whatever. Just to, like, get that grasp of, like, creating your own art. Yeah. And separating it if it's like a popular character like a batman or something being able to separate it from the keatons the afflecks the Clooney's, the kilmers yeah and making it your own right and in a way like all the ideas that i have or theories about this Batman movie that i have in a way i don't want it to happen because like in the back of my mind like if i got a chance to make a Batman movie that's what i would do dude yeah <laughs> i if i'm being honest though like while i love batman if I were ever given the reins, if they were like, hey, here's what we're going to do. You can make any superhero movie you ever wanted. And you have free reign to use any characters, do whatever you want. Yeah. I'd take Green Arrow over Batman. Yeah, I figured you'd say that. I kind of knew you were going to say that. I love Green Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like he's one of the few superheroes that has... While he is technically a Batman ripoff... Okay. With a bow and arrow. Yeah. He feels like a Bruce Wayne because he is a like he's a billionaire playboy. Uh huh. But he's so much brighter, like light, lighthearted, and at that he was lost at sea for like five years. Like, is he not? Because I don't really know much about him. Is he supposed to be like a not like a dark, brooding character like Batman? He's supposed to be more like. See, I love the Arrow TV show. Uh -huh. And I fell in love with Green Arrow because of the TV show. But the TV show is Batman with a bone arrow. Really? It's Batman's storylines. Like, really? Did you think they did that on purpose? Yes. Okay. Because they couldn't get the rights to use Batman. So they're like, oh, we'll just do the whole League of Shadows arc. Green Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, like, Deathstroke is a good uh, 
Green Arrow villain because he's pretty much just a Justice League villain. So like season two was fantastic. Okay. Season one, it was like trying to find itself and it did pre pretty good. But like a lot of like the small villains were Batman villains and you're just like, give me something original. I see what you're doing. Like Count Vertigo mm -hmm. is a fantastic villain for Green Arrow to go against. You have the Count Vertigos. You have Richard Dragon, Malcolm Merlin. Uh, you can use a lot of the smaller villains like Cheshire Cat. You can use, like, it, it, it's honestly almost endless. The yeah. stuff you can do, like Brick, would be an interesting one because it's literally the only the biggest difference between Green Arrow and Batman is a Green Arrow is super light, okay. but he's also super political to the point where, um, like, while I love Green Arrow, it gets annoying. <laughs> Okay. Because yeah, I didn't expect that. He's very much about like fighting for the. He, he's, he's like Bernie Sanders if he was <laughs> a superhero. Like that's the best way to describe him. Um, he's very much about like, for the people. Yeah. Kind of stuff. Okay. Um. But. They were going to make a movie years ago, about Green Arrow called Escape from Supermax. Okay. Where. Something went wrong, he was basically caught, and he's put into uh, Bell Rev with a bunch of people he put in there. Okay. And he has to work with them to escape. Oh. And so he's like... That was an actual, like, Hollywood movie they, I was going to be made? They even made that into a season of Arrow, or the first half of a season of Arrow. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, it was scripted around... I think it was... I don't want to say exactly what... I think it was... Not Chris Terrio. Maybe it was Chris Terrio. I, th I think it was along those lines. Like it had big names attached to it. Okay. Um, I would do anything to get a Green Arrow movie off the ground. Like especially if I could be in charge of it. I would just sit down, lock myself in a room, and read comics for a straight month. Mm -hmm. Figure out where I want to go with it. There's yeah. so many directions because right. it, it's untapped. Right. And that's how I feel with Batman, because like, there's like, honestly, like, even though there's like, a shit ton of Batman movies and stuff, there's like, so much more you could do with it. Well, because there is, he's one of the main comics characters who's, to my knowledge, his main line has never been cancelled. Mm. He's been consistent over the last 81 years this yeah. year. Yeah. So, you know, 1939, so yeah. Yeah. Um, he... He's always been consistent, and he's always had the best rogues gallery. You got Joker, yeah. Riddler, Bane, Scarecrow, Scarecrow, Penguin, Rachel Ghoul, Deathstroke. I'd say him and Spider Man are like the top two rogues galleries, honestly, in my opinion. I, I you know, I'll agree with that. I, I would say that I would, Spider Man's is probably the second most. Yeah, recognizable. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I would, I will say that I think Batman's is just above. Yeah, yeah. They, they are neck and neck because you have the Green Goblins, you have Venoms, yeah. Doc Ock, mm -hmm. you have... They each have the most, like, memorable, if anything, the most memorable oh, yeah. villains. Because I'll be honest, like, Iron Man... The Mandarin, that's it? That's all I know. And yeah, and even then, like, Crimson Dynamo, but you've never seen him in anything, never... No. I've never... I couldn't tell you what he honestly looks like except for that he's probably red and he's probably in a, a mech suit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Like, Whiplash, I don't even 100% know if that was a... And that was trash. Yeah. And Iron Man 2. Like, I love Mickey Rourke, but that was it. That wasn't it. No. <laughs> um, there, did you know that, um, who's the dude who played Justin Hammer in Iron Man 2? 
Uh, uh, the weapons guy. Yeah. Weapons guy? Uh, that was a fucking. God, I can, I can I see his, his name. Face. I know his in, name. It's gonna piss me he off. He was in Charlie's Angels too. Yeah. Um. Oh. Give me. Well, as soon as you say his name, I'm gonna be pissed off. <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Thank you. I didn't even have to finish. Um. Yeah. Did you know he was actually originally almost cast as Iron Man? Really? Yeah. And I know what Tom Cruise was. Yeah. So Tom Cruise turned it down, and then they were fighting between Sam Rockwell. And Robert Downey Jr. Oh, wow. And they were like, oh, so we're not going to give him that. They're like, okay, but we'll bring him back for Iron Man 2 and make him, like, the antithesis. That That's what happened with uh, Guardians. The dude who plays, um... Who's the bad? Ronan? He okay. was uh, he auditioned for Star-Lord. That'd be a trip. Yeah, but they gave him another role of Ronan, which kind of worked out, I think. No, yeah, well, I mean, he even got to reprise that role yeah. for Captain Marvel. Cool. Yeah, that's why I kind of just hesitated. <laughs> um... I mean, it worked out for him. Kind of not threw for it us. in my mouth a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So like, creatively, I'm super interested in where the Batman can go. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of evolution that could go with the character. There's a lot of. I, I don't know, dude. There, there's way too many places that could go. I can just drive myself insane. Of like about like thinking about theories and what I want to see, oh, which yeah. most of it won't happen. Oh yeah. Which maybe one day if I get a chance to, I can use all those ideas that I have. I'd make the most off the wall fucking Batman movie of all time. I think that's what you need though. Yeah. You do. I'm tired of the formula. I'm tired of the safer consumer. Movie. Like, do you think? Do you think this is gonna be like a, a deep like character study like Joker was? I I want it to be. I I don't. So I. I think it will be. To a certain deep. extent. I just don't think that it'll be as deep as you you or I want it to because it's controlled by a studio. General movie honest, they want to see fucking action, they want to see Batman. And the action. only reason the Joker was able to do what it was able to do was because of the budget. Right. The 50 million? Yeah, it was and 50 million and it made a billion yeah. plus. So there's no way in hell the Batman with the names it already has attached, yeah. is under 50, billion, 50 yeah. million. It's at least 100. I would double that. At honestly. least. I would say 250 minimum. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, well, actually, I, I would honestly think... almost say higher. Because do you realize how the budget for Bird's Prey? What was that? 357. Mm, that didn't work out so no, good. No, they... they if, it flopped. They well, did, did you not make see, like, on ticketing websites, they changed the name to Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. Yeah. Because. Why? A, first of all, in my opinion, according to what I've heard, I still haven't watched the movie. Yeah. Um, why wouldn't you have called it that in the first place? Yeah, or don't even put Birds of Prey in the fucking title. Yeah. You didn't just need to. Call, you could even just call it The Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Or literally just or just Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn because of the fact that and friends. that is the only reason anybody would have gone to see it yeah and at that point introduce the birds of prey in the movie yeah and then if they're well received which for the most part as I've heard they have been yeah I wasn't a fan I, I still gotta watch it to form my own opinion I've been meaning to life's been busy I've been on vacation this week so I don't have an excuse <laughs> but um 
I definitely feel like they, they marketing-wise, they, they dropped the ball. They botched it. Yes. They really botched it. And I think that was the biggest mistake. Having a title as long as Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Heart. <laughs> yeah. Point, the fact that you have to take a breath between that <laughs> yeah. tells you it's too long. Yeah. So, and it doesn't fit on a marquee, so... No. You know on the marquee, all it said was Harley Quinn. If... If and, not Birds of Prey. Yeah, if not Birds of Prey. And nobody knows what the fuck that is. And yeah, and... To someone who's not a hardcore DC fan, they won't know what the fuck it is. You don't realize that that's Batgirl. Yeah. Black Canary. They're not in a position like Marvel to where they can like do a like, weird-ass comic book and bring it to life and nobody knows who it is, but it will still make a billion dollars. Because they haven't been consistent enough yes, with what they've been bringing exactly. out. Yeah. Suicide Squad itself was a gamble. Yeah. While it paid off monetarily, critically it did not. Bombed. They're retrying that again. With a good director, Elmo Quasa, because if you if you read about it, um, he said it like because cool, it wrapped, mm-hmm. it finished shooting. Oh, did yeah, and he said it was the hardest time of his life because like two weeks before they started shooting, his dad passed away, Ooh. and two weeks after, oh, two weeks before it was gonna be over, his dog passed away of seventeen years. So I, this is probably the best movie of his career. He's really gonna like put his emotion into it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm sure you'll probably be able to tell the difference. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say that you'll be able to tell a difference like from moment to moment in the movie because I don't I think he's better than that yeah um but when you have someone going through that much pain while making a movie like I think that's the other reason like this is super fucked up to say (laughs) that's the other reason I'm really really wanting to watch I, mean, I feel like an asshole really wanting to watch the Snyder Cut because uh, you think his daughter's I th- situation fueled something for him and okay. A those movies were already super dark and if there was ever a moment that someone was in a darker place that would be it like yeah. that's Losing your kid in any sense would suck. Losing your kid to suicide, like, ah, uh, three years ago in August, my uncle committed suicide. And mm-hmm. That's my uncle. That was one of the hardest couple weeks of my life. Right. Uh, watching my grandparents go through that. Yeah. Now, watching a director who is contractually obligated to continue his work. Yeah while going through something like that where it's not like you really get FMLA or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. for moments like that because you have millions upon millions upon millions of dollars and a bunch of people depending on yes and studios do not give a shit because it costs them millions upon millions upon millions well yeah that and you also saw they really released it anyway without doing much post-production so they can get bonuses yeah yeah and also, I just I just heard that they used his daughter's suicide as leverage to get him off of the movie. You, you never heard that before? No, I didn't. Yeah, they. if nothing else, if they didn't say that to him, they said that in their public statement when they yeah. first came out, and they were okay. like, oh, we're going to switch stuff because like he wasn't able to fulfill everything because he's dealing with stuff. Yeah. Which is... It is super messed up and I'm sure it probably pissed him off that much more and it's probably why he's so passionate about getting it out now yeah and um, I don't know if it's true I read something that he's trying to get like a team together to kind of finish 
um, CFM, uh, post-production stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, I heard that too. And I heard it's actually not too far off from being yeah. done. Yeah. Like, surprisingly. Like, like three hours, I hope. I f so I know there's, because you can't do two, yeah. two movies. Now you might as well just blow your load and like put it on. Right. One. <laughs> uh, well, and I think from what I heard, there was like five hours worth of footage. Yeah. From just him yeah. before they went back and muffed it up with yeah Joss Whedon and the, Joss Whedon even said that he wasn't really in control of what he was doing either he was being told what to do. It, it's so dumb because yeah. all he had to do was tweak a couple things, but a people's pride yeah because they want their name on the directed by yep and studio interference. Yeah, cuz I don't even blame Josh Whedon really. No, I really don't. He I mean, cuz you can't say that he wouldn't have done something good if it was just Josh Whedon. Yeah, it probably would have been good. Because but you have two directors with two completely different personalities and two completely different visions, styles, everything. Everything's different. I mean, literally you have the dude who made Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the dude who made 300. Yeah, just watch Avengers and watch Watchmen. That's all you need. Night literally <laughs> night and day. <laughs> yeah. Like those don't mesh. No, like... Yeah, and that was the safe choice. That was a no-balls choice to get Joss Whedon. It was, it was the very, like, by the books. Yeah. And that's the thing, like... But then you get him, and then you don't even let him do what, he, what, is his, what he's going to do. No, I mean, okay. honestly, in my point, at, at that point, what they needed to do if they didn't want to go with Zack Snyder, destroy the movie. Or put it in a vault. Yeah. Completely. Or say, hey guys. Postpone it. Put, yeah. Do something to where that's locked away. And if you want to just completely redo the movie, give Joss Whedon full reign to rewrite everything, give him two months, and then do another three-month shoot, it may cost you money, but you're not wasting hundreds of millions of dollars in post-production. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the amount, the total amount of what it costs is like ridiculous. And they they got back their budget, but it wasn't like a huge. That was Justice League is supposed to be their Avengers, and it Aquaman I think made more than Justice League. Yeah, it did. It made over a billion. Uh, Justice League only made I think it hit like eight hundred something. No, it made, I think it hit seven hundred something. I was gonna say globally, I think it made around seven fifty. Yeah. yeah, it didn't even fucking hit eight. Yeah, so the fact that you can do better with these single characters than. You can with a muddled story like that. Yeah. Like, also, too, Batman v Superman. That's supposed to be a billion plus dollar movie. It's supposed to be, but it made eight. I thought it made a billion worldwide. Damn. Yeah. That's supposed to be. That should have been the biggest movie of all time. Okay, so a, I will say, I know the Martha thing killed word of mouth. Yeah, which I don't think it was that bad, personally. Looking back, it's really not. But they could have done better building. Yes. That is the problem there. Or released half some balls and released the three-hour ultimate cut as the theatrical. That's all it would have taken. Yeah, because there's still it still would have been divisive, yeah. but it wouldn't have been as but bad. But about seventy-five percent of the problems of the movie would be gone. Yeah, because it's explained. Yeah, because you got you got Clark Kent actually going off and investigating a little bit. Why can't we have a three-hour Batman vs Superman movie when we can have a four-hour movie? About Why can't I have anything I want? Is a better question. Yeah, but like literally, you have a four-hour movie about Titanic. Yeah, and I just went and saw that recently. I mean, it's a good Again. movie. Don't get me wrong. I thought it I liked it. Yeah, I've seen it many times, but it's a four-hour fucking movie, dude. Yeah, and it made bank. 
Yeah, no. You he, can't tell me a three-hour cut of Batman vs Superman wouldn't have made a billion. Dollars. So like, it's what like literally the third or fourth highest-grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Fourth, because it's Gone with the Wind or whatever. It now is. it's Endgame, right? No, no. Oh, still no. Oh, yeah, because inflation. Yeah, inflation. It's like Gone with the Wind. And then Endgame. Endgame. Avatar. And then Avatar. And then Titanic. Yeah. And for ten to fifteen years, it was Titanic. Yeah. And then James Cameron was like, "Oh, I'm gonna one up myself, and we'll go." Yeah. And he thinks it's gonna happen again. It's it, not. It, Avatar is gonna. Avatar it's two gonna is gonna bomb. The only reason Avatar one made as much money as it did, 3D. It revolutionized 3D. And oh, yeah. Even I didn't give a fuck because I hate 3D movies. Yes, yeah. but the but also the amount that you can charge per ticket because it's a 3D movie. Yeah. Drove it up. Especially IMAX 3D is even more expensive than normal 3D. Like, yep. And people just went like, oh, I'll go watch this. It's a trend that is gone. It, 3D gives me headaches. Yeah, I never liked it. I, I didn't even like Avatar to begin with, anyway. I didn't think it was that good of a story. It's Pocahontas with blue cats. Basically, yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. <sighs> Love Zoe Zaldana. Yeah, what they I do. And I think the only other actor in that movie that was, in my opinion, any good is, uh... I'm gonna feel like a jackass for not being able to remember her name at the moment, because... Time also Gordon Weaver. Thank you so yeah. much. And like, I, I have a face. I have aliens in my head. I have holes in my head. I even have uh, Defenders from uh, Netflix oh, shit. in my head. Yeah, because she's in there. Oh, my Cabin in the Woods. Two. She's at wow. the very end. Uh, she's a fantastic yeah. actress. She's been in so many things where I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like iconic roles. Yeah, iconic. Super iconic. Like, growing up, watching Holes. Holes was one of my favorite movies. She, she was played, in Holes? She was the warden lady. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Damn. I, I've seen that movie many times. I hated her. Like, she was fantastic. But as a kid, yeah. I hated her in that movie. Fuck this bitch. But for the right reasons. Yeah. She played it so well. Like, she is a great actor. Actor, actress. Whatever actress, you want yeah. to say it. Um, I will literally go and watch anything she does. Yeah. Yeah. And to the point where, like, I geeked out in Finding Dory. Because <laughs> you have her voice over the intercom the whole time going, I like that fucking this movie. This is Sigourney Weaver. It's a good fucking movie. My wife didn't know that was a real person. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we were uh, watching something, and out of nowhere, uh, Sigourney Weaver's name popped up. She's like, that's a real fucking person? <laughs> She's like, I thought that was just made up for Finding Dory. <laughs> made in movies for like almost 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, go back and watch literally... Everything. Yeah, anything over the last... She's like Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. You, you... I love that line in Ted, too. They're like, what's your name? She's all, Sam Jackson? They're like, what's your middle name? They're like, Leslie. They're like, you are Sam L. Jackson. She's like, I don't get it. She's like, you ever seen any movie ever? And they're like, she's like, yeah. He's like, he's the black guy. Yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, and... It's weirdly true. Like, I'm... Other than Tyler... Tyler... Tyler Perry movies? I can't think of a whole lot of movies where he's not, like, the central African-American actor. Right. Or, uh, Martin Freeman. <laughs> and even then, I feel like there has to be at least one movie with both of them. <laughs> there has to be. Right? That's, 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 gonna be a whole, that's gonna be a whole video. I mean, oh, we could do a whole video <laughs> and stuff like that. But, like, because he's in movies all the way from now to from Spiral. 
Snakes on a Plane. Tarantino movies. I'm not even going to list the Tarantino. I'm just saying Tarantino movies. Yeah, because you know. He's in virtually... Goodfellas. He was even in Goodfellas. Dude. A small he, role, but he was... I think one of his first movies was Coming to America. He yeah. played the dude who robbed... What was it? The... The McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he, he was in his 40s, early 40s when he got big. Well, and like I don't mean to disparage him or anything, but I'm pretty sure before he got into acting, like he was hooked on drugs. And like... After he got into acting, like, he pretty much went clean. It's possible. I gotta go look, look back. Yeah. I never really, like, paid attention to a story too much. Uh, I, I, I definitely want to dive into that more before I'm like, oh, yeah, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm fairly certain I've heard that yeah. somewhere, at least. Um, that dude has done some fantastic work. Yeah. Like, still no Oscar, though, which is stupid. I will, I will say this, though. Without going into race and stuff too much, I feel like those award shows are very, very much skewed in a paler direction. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They, um, they, now they're trying to start to steer the ship a little bit. And I don't feel like they've done a very good job. Because even, so even when, it, like, I love Eminem and I by far think that, in, in my personal opinion, we can always fight about this. <laughs> by far my favorite rapper of all time. Yeah. But... I have two points here, okay? <laughs> but how many movies have you seen with hip-hop tracks that could potentially deserve an Oscar the way that Lose Yourself did? And Yeah, I see what you're okay. getting at, yeah. <laughs> and then you go to Grammys. Yeah. How in the most eloquent... I, I can't even do it eloquently. How in the fuck <laughs> does Macklemore win... What, what, was it over to Pimp a Butterfly? No, it was a uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, best hip hop. Bullshit. Yeah, Kendrick deserves all, all the Grammys. Grammys for any of his albums. You got redeemed on the to Pimp a Butterfly. So, but in my opinion, though, Good Kid, Mad City, even Section Eighty, in my opinion, is fantastic. It should be yeah. To Pimp a Butterfly, damn, was my soundtrack for like a year and a half. Me too, I listen to that every day. <laughs> oh, especially when they released the special edition, listen to it backwards. backwards yeah. Like, oh, dude, yeah. I loved that album. Like, it just, his music speaks to me in, in a way that yeah. maybe it wouldn't be expected Like, to. it feels like immersive when you listen to it. Because mm -hmm. when, when that album came out, I was watching Trucks and American, mm -hmm. and I'd listen to that on repeat all day. Just cycle through. I, and I would do the same thing. It was my workout soundtrack. It was my work soundtrack mm -hmm. when I was uh, cleaning portalettes. I hated that job, but stuff, music like that got me through it. Did you see? I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. He was, he's teasing some shit now. Ooh, yeah. I do not, but yeah. I'm going to start yeah. now. I'm going to go home and... Yeah, he's teasing some shit. Okay. Okay. I can dig that. Yeah. Um, I'm also excited to see any... Him, J. Cole, Eminem, Joyner... Like there, there's a you four see, main artist. Like no, no, I feel Dude. like he's too like, I don't know, trying to be woke. I see. I, I don't really get that from him too much. Yeah. I, I feel like with his songs, I will say one thing. I a vibe I get more with him than anything is. I feel like he tries to do a lot of stand songs. Okay. Like, like not where he's a stand, but like the POV. Type right, of music. like, like the, I'm not racist. That was him, right? Yes. Yeah. See, I didn't like that. I was like, I, really? I loved it, especially because people lost their fucking minds before they listened to the second half of the song. Yeah. Because all you, if you watch the music video, you watch a 
fat white dude with a Make America Great Again <laughs> yeah. hat saying the N-word like six times, and you're yeah. like, okay. And if you don't know who Joyner is, you, you don't realize that this is a black dude, and yeah. he has two actors that are... That was probably on purpose, I'm sure. Oh, and I'm sure and it lit the internet up for like it did. two weeks. It did. Um, but a lot of his songs are like that whole like stand point of view where it's like, he has a song that came out for me like right when my uncle passed away called, I think it's called I'm Sorry. Okay. Um, literally about that exact situation, like someone killing themselves. And that was the hardest thing. I think it's when you find certain music for you too helps, but like that came out in the perfect time where A, it broke me down, but it also helped me like, it helped get me through that grief. Yeah, and I can respect that. Yeah. And there's a lot of music that did, but like that was just the one that sticks out in my brain every time because it literally came out three days before that happened yeah. and it was just like too perfect right i was like this is bullshit yeah <laughs> um but back to the original point is those award shows are until recently and it's getting better but it, it's been forced to get better by protest yeah and yeah the way they go about it is kind of like Ugh, a little bit and th scummy. That and they almost honestly seem like they, for the most part, brush it off. They, yeah. it, it seems like they give them a couple of obligatory here you goes every year. Yeah. Like, here, let's pick one random one or a few random ones every year. Like, I haven't watched Parasite. I don't want this to come off wrong either because I don't want to take anything away from they, that whole crew. But, like, there wasn't a whole lot of representation there for a long time either. No, that's the first South Korean movie to, foreign movie, yeah. to win Best Picture. Yeah. And that's and, a big thing. But even outside of Best Picture, like. Yeah. Did you see what Donald Trump said about that? I'm really It was worried. bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, he, he just talked mad shit about it. He's like, we have enough problems with South Korea with trade and all that stuff. And he's like, why are they winning Best Picture? He's like, what happened to movies like Gone with the Wind? Which is a movie, this is basically a racist movie, Gone with the Wind. At least it's not as bad as that one other Disney movie. Yeah. Uh. Song of the South. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but still, like, for him to say that shit, I'm like, what no, the I... fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> Dude, the, this world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's bad enough we gotta deal with the coronavirus. <laughs> fuck, that's running rapid. Mm -hmm. I can't believe that shit. But, like, like I was saying, it seems like they're definitely trying to, like, it feels like they're really being tryhards one moment. Like, they're, I'm sorry. Yeah. Here you go. And then the next moment, they're like, okay, we gave, we got you last year with Moonlight, so this year we're going to pretty much ignore you again. Yeah. Yeah. And even at that, they almost got snubbed on Moonlight because everyone was like, oh, La La Land's getting everything. So, Which I was fine with anyway. I'm like, yeah. oh, nice. Because that's I, my favorite movie of all time. I've be honest, though, I haven't watched it. I, I'm, I'm falling behind. I almost want to give you that one instead of Whiplash. I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm down. And I'll be honest. When I had kids, my freedom went away. <laughs> it got harder. It did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still try to find time. Like, when it's the kids' bedtime and I'm on, I'm on vacation, I watch Saw, I play The Witcher. Yeah. You gotta have moments. Yes. You got to. And, honestly, this is the majority of my free time. So, like, if I'm not taking care of my kids and my wife's not at work... I'm here doing this. Mm -hmm. As for much me, as possible. For not have, me not having kids or a wife, I'm pretty fucking busy. <laughs> I, do, I will say this a million times over. We have our crew yeah. that we run with. And yeah. y'all, your guys' crew is even bigger than what I know. Yeah. 
you guys got Sam, you guys got your boy Steven, you guys got so much more. And Justice has the whole club thing. Yeah. You helped get Justice's stuff off the ground, yeah. helping to figure out how to produce stuff like that. And then you have your own, you have Life in the Gallows, you have Death Sense. You have Thwack Jack. Yeah. I don't know how you have the time. <laughs> I feel like I overwork you. <laughs> but, like, the good thing is, like, I like doing video stuff. Probably more than anything, I like doing mm -hmm. video stuff. But, yeah. Well, and it makes me happy that I have someone that I can nerd out with shit. Yeah. So, like, I have collections of people that I can nerd out on certain things with. So, like, Nate O'Leary, me and him can nerd out on wrestling. Yeah, constantly, without fail. It's easy. Um, then me and Justice can talk for the most part about anything. Like I think me and him get along with music and stuff like that, and I get along with you with music and stuff like that. And then Nate Medina, it's fighting, boxing, MMA, okay. stuff like that. Me and you, like I love having the movies, the comic books where I can connect with someone because that it, to me. Unless it's on a YouTube video, hardest thing in the world to find someone I can connect with on that. Yeah. And I literally wear that shit on my sleeves because yeah. it is the thing I'm probably the most passionate yeah. about besides my family. Yeah, and like I told you to see, like, I tried to do a review channel, like, last year, and I actually filmed some. I have them somewhere, I think they're on that computer. It was a Venom review, and, uh, what's the other one? The Lady Gaga movie, Bradley, A Star is Born. Oh, okay. Yeah, I filmed those two reviews, and I was like, no. So, it's so awkward. I, I, so I, I haven't seen any of the three versions of Star is Born. Have you watched more than just the one? No, just that one. Okay. Because Lady Gaga is one of my favorite artists of all time. Okay. Probably didn't know that's a fun fact. No, I actually didn't know that. But fun I also fact. respect it because while I couldn't stand her growing up, there's a lot more merit to her music and the what she did for, pop I'll say, society music. and pop music. Yeah. I caught it right off the bat. Like, when I was... It was 8th grade. Mm -hmm. On the bus, I heard uh, Just Dance, I think it was the first song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I caught it like immediately. I was like, huh, this is this is something. Like, A, she had balls. Yes. So it's like a true artist. To, to come out in a meat dress? <laughs> yeah. Um, if nothing else, that got people talking. But then yeah. it got people listening, too. Yeah. And it was surprisingly like revolutionary there there's certain songs of hers I'll, I'll admit that i'm not crazy about but like mm -hmm. they can't all be winners yeah. and but like genuinely she she can kill some shit yeah yeah like she's like one of the true artists today because there's not a lot of whole like there's not a lot of like, artists like all the way around artists no i i 100 agree with you on that it the look, the aesthetic, the everything. Yeah, no, it's very much... Everything feels like it's done by the numbers now, except for a few artists. Like, I like the 1975. The difference mm -hmm. in their music is cool. But if you were to put a picture of them next to a picture of... I'm not being literal here, but like... Five Seconds of Summer or... Even that one boy band that I can't think of the name of, the British dudes. One Direction. One Direction. I couldn't really tell you the difference. Because everything that everyone does just feels so safe. And yeah. I will say, though, I don't know if you... Have you heard the Harry Styles solo albums? I've heard one song recently, and I can't remember what it was. 
Okay, because he just had a new album, but his first album, that's like some solid shit. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check some stuff out, because like, I'll be honest, I was one of those kids in high school, or even middle school, where like, people would be like, oh, that's, for lack of a better word, gay. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, okay, like. That was just thrown around so lightly. It still is. Yeah, it still is. Even with it being so taboo, I feel like I hear it now more than the, I will say, like, I, I hate saying this word out loud, but, like, just because I, I don't really say it, but, like, faggot surprisingly disappeared. But oh, I hear that all the time at work. Okay. <laughs> I, okay. I will say, though, that mechanic shops. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, mechanic, yeah. <laughs> mechanic shops and those. Not everyone those, can work in those. <laughs> trucker places and stuff yeah. like that. I fully expect those. Yeah. Outside of my job. And stuff like that, I don't hear it as much as I yeah, used to. Yeah, really, you really don't. Because people, I, and I don't even think it's because people don't say it anymore. I think it's because people are careful who they say it around. Yeah. There's there's good things and bad things about being woke. Woke, <laughs> yeah. Because the bad, Brie Larson. Dude, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, she's too woke. She tries to be too woke. She fails there pretty hard. Um, Cause did you hear like when Captain Marvel came out? I don't know if she was talking about that movie specific. No, she was talking about Wrinkle in Time. She was going off on middle-aged white dudes saying that she doesn't want to hear a middle-aged white dude. She doesn't want to hear what they think about Wrinkle in Time because it wasn't made for him. I'm like, what? So my, my thing is, everyone can enjoy a fucking movie. Yeah, like, <laughs> are you going to stop those people from coming in and watching a right. movie? And she's white herself. Like, I don't get the... So I, I think her perspective is, A, she's an actress. She wants to build a following. Yeah. B, if she does, if she is being genuine about it, I think her point is that she's a female and females, not to the same degree, but have been put down a lot over the last... Uh, thousands of years. Okay, yeah. yeah. Not to the degree of like people of color right but there's a lot more being a white man in <laughs> this world you're white <laughs> a little bit yeah. um there are certain things that i don't have to worry about yeah and I'm not saying it proudly i'm just saying that that's what it is and there are certain things that we should just shut the fuck up about sometimes yeah but you have people like Donald Trump who, <laughs> who won't shut the fuck who have to express their feelings about movies winning awards and because it's not white it's not American right quote unquote not my opinion yeah. um it really so like it's the few it's the vocal minority that hurts these situations yeah you have the people who you have the radical feminists, and then you have feminists, who... Yeah. They're tolerable. So here's the thing. The word feminist does not mean what people think it does. No. Feminist means you want equality. Yeah, but when it, people think of that, they're, they're thinking of the radical ones. Yeah, yeah. like when, when most people hear the word feminism, they get scared because it's like... It's the same way that like when anybody says, hey, we want equality, people, there's always going to be that small group in every group of people that have been pushed down that are like fuck equality we want supremacy yeah so you have the women that are like well we've been pushed against so hard that 
if you think about me, it's rape. Where you're like, dude, no, like, no. Every, everyone has the right to have an opinion, do all this and that. Yeah. But we should reach equality yeah. and stop. There should not be white, black, yeah, any color in between, yeah. nothing like that. It should be, hey, we're all on an even line. None of us should have to worry about a cop pulling us over and having to worry about where we're putting our hands. Yeah. Like, genuinely, there needs to be a line drawn because a black man gets pulled over and he's jittery because he's scared affects the way the cop acts. Where both of them are thinking completely different things because one thinks he's being profiled. Whether or not the cop is racial, yeah. in the past the person has had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So you have a person who is on edge because he sees the dude like fidgeting and shaking yeah. or having an attitude because he's like, I gotta deal with this shit and again. to react to that. And some people are too reactionary and that's why... That's when bad things happen. You get Ferguson, you get yeah. all those other things and it, it sucks to see... But there needs to be some sort of mental training for officers and maybe even like a screening before they go in mental health and like see where they came from and see where their head's at to know you're not putting people out there on the streets, especially in urban areas where they're going to be prejudiced towards the people they're targeting policing. the people. Yeah. yeah. And especially when you, we live in a society where like, Joker. Well, no, no, we live in a society. <laughs> but not, not even so much like to that degree, yeah. but like we live in a society where cops have to meet a quota for speeding tickets. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, when, yeah, they're, they're dick, that's when they're dicks. Yeah. And like my grandparents, my grandma and my grandma were both sergeants, one for Federal Heights, one for Commerce City. Mm. And got to hear plenty of stories from them and then I have cousins who are Mexican, I have friends who are black, I have everything, and you get to hear both sides, and it's like almost beating at you at the same time from each side, and you're just like, there has to be a way to find a happy medium. And it, it just doesn't make any sense, because you know the people you're raised by, and you know that there's not really like a racial or a prejudice bone in their body. Yeah. But you get to hear it from other people where maybe it wasn't my grandparents, but they have to deal with people that work with my grandparents. And it's like... Yeah, no, I work with guys who are very um, prejudiced. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it can get bad sometimes. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, you, you know, and you're not supposed to talk about political stuff at work, but don't stop these guys. <laughs> At all to like shoving their leaves down your throat, and I'm like, really? Well, and that's the thing. I was raised in a certain way where my dad's big thing was there are three things you don't talk about: religion, politics, and sex. Hmm. Because like sexuality, or just sex, sex or sexuality. Okay. Just like those are the not safe for work and not safe for like public talks unless yeah. you're comfortable with the people you're around. Yeah. And because. That is the, those are the three easiest things to offend someone with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because everybody has a mountain they're willing to die on. Yeah. 
The only thing that I will get irritated and pissed about, because I am open and willing to listen to anybody's opinion about any of those things. Only thing I will die on a mountain for is my wife and my kids. Other than that, yeah. I'm free game to talk about anything. Mm -hmm. I don't understand the idea of being offended for any and everything. I don't think that it's right to put people down because of anything, but at the same time, I don't think it's... I don't think it's right to put people down for believing something, but I don't think it's right to put people down for not believing something. If that makes sense. Yeah, it can go either way. Yeah, because yeah. I've been called a bunch of names throughout my whole life, and that doesn't affect me anymore. But and it doesn't offend me when I hear that those political rants and stuff. Where it doesn't offend me, but it just gets annoying. Because I'm like, cause if you rebuttal with something, you're not gonna win. Mm -hmm. You're gonna throw it at you. Now, there's no win in that situation. Because I kind of it gets annoying. Is what it is. My only issue with those, well, among the many issues, my primary issue with those kind of things is like when you get those racial undertones in those debates and stuff it's not so much that it's said that irritates me yeah. it's the amount of support that it gets yeah in yeah. 2019 2020 the fact that you still have to worry about that like it's <laughs> you don't think about it when you live in safe areas like we do yeah. we live in brighton you live in brighton i live in thornton yeah. and For the most part, it feels like these areas kind of have control over stuff. But, like, we went to Kansas, and you can feel a separation. You can feel it, yeah. Like, when you get into rural areas, there's definitely a separation. Mm -hmm. I mean, but to hear the amount of support the stuff gets just in comments on YouTube, it's like, something's got to change. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know, man. I know we've gone... We started at Batman, and I can't tell you how... We got here because of uh, award show talk. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about that. We, we devolved <laughs> pretty quick into this. Um, but hey, that's all right. Right? And that's the thing. Like, I think where we're going to start going with these from now on is more free flow. Start with something to start off, and then just see where it goes. Yes. And if we're good at it, maybe we can even wrap it back around to the original talk. Um... Before we finish up, I do want to ask you, just because it popped in my head, what would you do if they brought that into a Batman movie? I was just going to ask you, like, jokingly, <laughs> like, what political party do you think Batman's a part of? See, and I don't even know if I would want to, I don't think I would want to get into that. But I also don't He's think, a nihilist. Yeah, I don't think he would really be crazy about one thing or no, the he's other. Like, fuck the government. Yeah, because it didn't do him right as a kid. Yeah. No, he'd be anti-establishment, anti-everything. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's still a billionaire. Well, yeah. But he's not going to be the guy who puts his neck out for other billionaires, in no. my opinion. Um, For lack of a better word, like Bernie Sanders. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, he... But my thing is, genuinely, I... Do you think that's something that a superhero movie should touch, and how sensitively do you think it should approach it? Um, short answer, no, but I think there's certain exceptions to that, because there's certain... Because I'd say Watchmen is sort of political, yes. in a way. And there's certain stories that do, like, call for that, but stuff like Batman and stuff, there's no fucking need for it. I'd say. 
See, and like, I, I'm, I'm drawing on a, I'm having a hard time drawing my own line here because I feel like that fits perfect with where they're going with the new, not the movie Batman, but the new comics Batman. Okay. Is there a new line coming out? Or? Yeah. The 5G, remember we talked about it? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Where Luke Fox is going to be Batman. So you're going to have... Who's Luke Fox? Lucius Fox's son. Oh, okay, yeah. He was Batwing for a while and everything, okay. but now he's going to be... The Batman. The Batman. Yeah. I will say the only thing that irritates me about that is... I really wish a Robin became Batman. Okay. I don't have a problem with a black man being... Yeah. Like, you can even make this guy that... Uh, they've had Batman training... Uh, they, they've called it... I think his name is Duke. Mm -hmm. um, I would be cool with him being... Batman in the future, but they're doing Lucius Fox or Luke Fox, which also makes sense because, you know, he can do what his dad did and then mm -hmm. also do what Batman did. Yeah. Um. I think it would be interesting to test those waters with a black Batman. Um. I don't know if a white. I don't think you need a great white hope type of uh, no. Batman. No, because like I, I think I mentioned to you before, like Oscar Isaac would be a good Batman, I think. I, I see. I could dig that. Yeah. Uh, Idris Elba would be a cool Batman. I just feel like Oscar Isaac would be a bit short. I, I don't know why he looks short to me. Yeah. I also feel like Tom oh, Cruise... Like just for the <laughs> I also feel like Tom Cruise looks like he'd be a good Batman, except for the fact that he's like five foot four. <laughs> and it wouldn't like, be I couldn't, I couldn't play I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm like five eight, and I'm like, no. Nah. Uh... I think, also, before we close this out, one he's thing... He's 5'9", so he's not, like, terribly short. Yeah, but I feel like Batman needs... He's to at be... least 6. I, I, Batman, I feel like, needs to be 6'4". Minimum. I'd say 6 minimum. Okay, but I, I would agree, but, like... How tall is Christian Bale? Let me look that up. My, my thing is... I, I feel like Christian Bale is honestly too short. Um, coming from a perspective of someone who watches wrestling constantly... I feel like, I, I like I said, I feel like he was still too short. So Christian Bale is six foot, but I still feel like he was too short. Ben Affleck was six four, so he fits your specific. Oh, that another. Uh, What's Pattinson? That just means he was the perfect Batman then. I mean, okay. See, yeah. that's what I mean, you agreed that physically he was imposing. He was he the best Batman like of all time, unless yeah. this if this one doesn't surpass him, I'll be just. Fine. I am five eleven, and I don't think I could play that. <laughs> Would I turn it down? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> I would Robert pass the 6'1". Plus, I'm sure he's going to have some sort of boots. He'll reach 6'2". Yeah, see, and like, I'm... W a video and cinematography can suspend your disbelief. Yeah. Because how many movies would you guess that Tom Cruise... I'm not going to say he's actually 5'4". I don't know, but he's just short fucking dude. I think he's shorter than me. I think he's at 5'6". You, would you mind looking that yeah, up for me real quick? Um... He is short, but in a lot of his movies, you wouldn't guess that because they work around it. They put him on apple boxes or whatever they have to do. He's 5'7". He's an inch shorter than me. So, it shows that it's in the forefront of their minds because they pipe him up to look like he's like 6-something. Because I, I always thought he was at least 6. Right. And it's one of those things that's like a little jab at him every time someone has something to say. They either talk about how... He's secretly gay. <laughs> or he's super short. Yeah. Or super gay. Yeah. Like, because, uh, I don't know if we talked about this last time, but you ever listen to Bowling for Soup? I only heard that one song. Which one? 
Because they have 1985. That one. Okay. And then they have that song, High School Never Ends. And, like, I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were talking about how they didn't know that there was, like, a rumor that... Tom... That was me. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Tom Cruise was gay, and they have that line where he's like, well, Katie had a baby, so I guess Tom's straight. And, like... Yeah. I think that's the only reason he joined Scientology. <laughs> because being gay is super against Scientology. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Against a lot of religions. Yeah, but Scientology's like... Like anti. Yeah, like they... Like we don't like the gays. Like Chick-fil-A. Yeah. They, they, they will try to Mike Pence you. Ooh. If you... <laughs> Electroshock therapy. Yeah. yeah, like they go over and above. We're gonna pray the gay. Come at me, Scientology. Yeah. Um. Last thing that we'll touch on real quick. Just because you brought it in my head. <laughs> we'll both go. But if you could pick one superhero that you think you could play... Accurately oh. and faithfully, who would it be and why? Um, fuck, that's a hard. That's a hard question. You go first if you have. I would be willing to cover my tattoos for pretty much any of these. Like not like legit, but like all makeup, makeup, shirts, yeah. whatever. Cover up my heads, ah, uh, tattoos and everything. But fuck, that's hard. I know it is, and it's it's one of those things that's thinker. I don't even honestly have one. I don't either. I. And here's the other thing, though. Comic books are also super skewed towards white people's because there's not a whole lot of Asian, Mexican, or black. Yeah, uh, which works out for me if they ever go that way. They'll be getting rolls left and right. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, Blue Beetle, uh, they made him into a Hispanic. I think it's Jaime... I want to say Reyes, but I'm probably wrong. Okay. Um, really good character uh especially if you watch young justice fantastic so if i had to pick a superhero that i would portray on live screen a i would put in the time to get in shape and do something where i could be fucking like just shredded oh it'd be easy too if you have that time we were oh. like we're gonna we're gonna well obviously gonna get paid so like fuck my job right. i'm gonna go work out if it <laughs> was my job yeah i would get I would actually get a gym membership. I've been working out in my living room right now. So, um, oh, dude, it's kicking my ass. But if, if I could afford a gym, I would be in there much more often if I didn't have to work a 60 hour a week job. Um, yeah, no, I'd be able to put so much dedication into a character like that, especially physically. Um, there are a lot of options. I don't feel like I would do a Batman justice. Um, That'd be hard to do. A, it's super dark, and I don't want to know. If, I don't know if I want to put myself in that mind space because I was in a pretty dark mind space throughout my like teens, mm -hmm. and it didn't feel good to put myself through that. It could artificially. help though. It, I mean, it could, but that's the thing. Got an on-site therapist, right? <laughs> it's what they need for people like Heath Ledger and stuff like that. Um, well, especially if you're trying to go with like a super dark version, like we're talking like where he's maybe like actually like mentally. I feel like that's why I'd be good in roles like that. <laughs> I think it would be fun. Yeah. I just don't know how respectfully I would it, my portrayal of something like that would okay. be to you. Do you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. Do you have the people who are super sensitive about like, oh, I have that, like where you're like, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah. Um. I think a fun one. I can't pull off an accent. I would say Constantine. Oh. Just because it's, I, I love that. It's dark, but it's, 
in different kinds. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's fun at the same time. I just, I don't think I would be able to pull it off because mm -hmm. A, the accent, and while I love Keanu Reeves, I can't watch that Constantine movie because it is so, so unfaithful from the comics because of the accent alone and then Keanu Reeves doesn't have the blonde hair. You, have you ever watched the Constantine TV show or uh, he even pops up in Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow? No, but I've seen like pictures of like what he looks like in the comics and stuff. That dude is fantastic. Really? His name is Matt Ryan. And <laughs> I know, I laughed the first time too because of the quarterback. Yeah. Um, you ever play any of the Assassin's Creed games? You ever, play, there. You ever play Black Flag? Yes. He's the, that voice actor. Uh, he plays the main character, okay. Edward Kenway. Um, I, I want to get that show back. If I could, I'd get that show back off the ground and get it running again because it was fantastic. But if I had to pick, like, I'm, I'm just kind of circling because, like, it is hard to make a decision yeah. on this because there is a very wide world as far as superhero movies go. And personally, I'd want to stick with DC no matter what. I would. Um, I don't know. I feel like they have the more compelling. Yeah, I can dig that. But I, I feel like DC has the more compelling characters to me. Yeah, they like, got deeper characters. Green Lantern. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. I would go... But I wouldn't, I'm not talking Hal Jordan. Oh, okay. I'm talking... Either Guy Gardner or Kyle Rayner. Okay. Um, A, because they've never been on screen, B, you can still be shredded, and C, giving a new performance to a fairly well-known character. Right. Where it's, I, I also just really want a Green Lantern Corpse movie <laughs> where you get, like, the five or six human Green Lanterns. Yeah. And all the alien lanterns. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite comics because it's like, you kind of see the power of like, how strong humans are, mm -hmm. even though we down ourselves so often. Right. It's like the idea of having willpower mm -hmm. is just like so. I'm, I'm trying to think of like the right word, but like it, it's inspiring almost. Okay. Even though it's a fucking comic. Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, I think that'd probably be the way it goes. Okay. Oh yeah. What, what are you thinking? I, I know it's a hard one, dude. Like, I circled for a while. <laughs> like, I, I guess I can't, like, pick, like, who I would play. But I know what I would make. Spawn. I would make a Spawn movie. Spawn movie would be dope. If we're talking about just make, then I know exactly where I want to go before yeah. I even... After Green Arrow, mm -hmm. Nightwing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I know Batman and Spawn. Especially if a, uh... If I can get like a Zac Efron for Nightwing, ooh! I, I don't know why dude. he just like visually, the dude's like the perfect Nightwing, <laughs> like shredded beyond. Like, he just needs to shave his chest. Baywatch, holy shit! He looks like Blocky. He looks CGI. Yeah, <laughs> it is insane. Like three hundred. Like, it's hard to make yourself look good when you're standing next to The Rock. Right. And pulled it off. Yeah. So. Props, especially when I couldn't stand him in middle school. Right. Fucking high school. So, like, we all hated him back then. <laughs> well, I, think, I think the primary reason we all hated him is because every girl in middle school wanted to be with Zach yeah. Efron. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you, you can't think of one you would want to play at the moment. 
I'd be down to play Spider-Man. That'd be kind of, that'd be cool, kind of it, cool. It'd be it would, different. It would be interesting because yeah. I also am really, and I will say this. There's a lot of suspension of disbelief you could put into the name Miles Morales. Because yeah. it is a Hispanic yeah. character by nature, but at the same time, he does have an African-American yeah. father. I think that would be an interesting way to portray the Miles Morales character. It would be. I mean, I'd even be down for Asian-Mexican Peter Parker. Right. I'm not down. I'm not going to argue with it, so. And... In my opinion, Peter Chang Parker. <laughs> there, there's nothing that really says white about that name, so it's not like it it's... really doesn't. It really isn't. The, the only reason I think that Bruce Wayne needs to be white, Bruce. Not not even so much that. It's the fact that that family was pretty much built off of the backs of. If you if you delve into it, it feels like that kind of family is built off the backs of, like, slaves and stuff. That powerful, like... Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, even to the point where I think the Waynes were one of the founding members of, like, the Court of Owls. So it's like... Okay, yeah. It, it's like they kind of, like, stepped on people to go up, and you wouldn't really view them as being, like, super open-minded or tolerant up until maybe Bruce Wayne's parents. Okay. And I see that. The only way that you get a black Batman would be, like, Bruce's dad going out with a black shirt or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, I'm willing to, to suspend my disbelief for anything like that, but I feel like that's one character that needs to... Spider-Man, you, you can get away with yeah. it, because he wasn't rich. Yeah. He comes from a... his parents died, too. But... Yeah. And he's from a pretty... Like... Not poor, but... Below, right below middle class. Yeah. Maybe lower middle class. Struggling. Like, to and the point where he's a superhero and he still struggles. Yeah. Like, he... It's more about the idea of being noble. It's not about the idea of where you come from or anything mm -hmm. like that. Yes. Yeah. Because he's supposed to represent Spider-Man. Peter Parker's supposed to represent a normal dude. Yeah. As a superhero. Dude who can work a 9-to-5 job but at the same time feels like he has, has a duty to help people. Yeah, and that's why he's compelling too is because he's like trying to balance like his school life, personal life, and being Spider-Man at the same time. Yeah. And Bruce Wayne really doesn't have that. All his free time is basically to be, I feel like, Batman for the most part. Well... And run the company, but I mean, you don't have to do much. He... The, the, the thing I think is fascinating about a character like Bruce Wayne is... He... All he wants to do is be Batman. Yeah. He doesn't he's care. Shit crazy. He doesn't care about Bruce Wayne. No, he doesn't care. But he knows that he needs to be Bruce... It is the weirdest dichotomy for a superhero because of the fact that Bruce Wayne feels like the mask. Yeah. And he's really, he, he is Batman. Yeah. He Bruce. doesn't care about being Bruce Wayne. The only reason he is Bruce Wayne is because he needs to be able to continue to be Batman. Mm -hmm. And the money being Bruce Wayne helps that. Mm. Also... If he makes it look like he's incompetent in public and he's a fumbling, drunkard, playboy, billionaire who all he cares about is women and cars and stuff like that, who are who is going to point the finger at Bruce Wayne as being Batman at that right. point? Right. That could be an interesting like angle to take in the movie, too. Mm -hmm. Well, that's one of the big things they do in the uh, Batman Year One mm -hmm. comics and stuff like that is... They show him literally hiring girls to say, hey, like, oh, we slept together last night. Yeah. Where he's just, like, 
waiting for the cops to come in and interview him. Yep. Because he's like sad, lonely, and yeah. full of anger, and he's batshit crazy. Yeah. So, now that we have wrapped all the way back around <laughs> to the beginning of yeah. this, um, please, like, first of all, we appreciate everybody who's been watching. We know that we're not in the hundreds of thousands of views or anything yeah. like that. We'll we get have, there. Yeah. We don't have big heads or nothing like that yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it definitely means a lot to us that people continue to watch and subscribe. And we finally passed the th uh, 100 uh, followers and stuff on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. So, so we need to get YouTube up there. So, yeah, like if you watch these, if you're someone we know or someone we don't know and you're interested in anything comic book related, movie related, random stuff that we talk about here on the podcast, like just share the video around to anybody you know who's also interested in that stuff. That's how we get there. Yes. And don't get me wrong. I will do this for free for the rest of my life because I find joy yeah. in it. Yeah. But if I can end up making this something I get paid for, why not? <laughs> yeah. And if this, what we talk about brings any joy or any cycle of thought into your daily lives, it feels like a win to me. Yeah. So if you please wouldn't mind subscribing, liking, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube especially because that's where it's at. We'd be super grateful. Yes. So, um, until next time, I'm Anthony Stevens. Damien Leva. Peace. Peace.